And we're live. Welcome, everybody. This is the Reality Zars podcast, and we are your hosts today, Nate and Thomas, a paranoid motherfucking American. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I'm still paranoid. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> we're talking to Dusty McBalls. Uh, we got a homie that uh, put us in touch with you. Um, you've kind of got a newish show, right? And uh, dude, we want to fucking give you uh, some fucking views and some fucking folks. So everybody go out, find Dusty McBalls, follow him on all of his socials, all that fun stuff. Dusty, this is the first time on your show. Why don't you tell our audience the best places to find you? You can find me on Spotify or any podcast platform at the Rainy Day Horror Show and my Instagram. The one that I'm mainly on is the Rainy Day Horror Show and my personal is Dusty McBalls. Dusty McBalls. All right, brother. So what's going on, Dusty McBalls? Nothing. Just hanging loose, living the best paranormal life I could live. Fuck yeah, dude. I've been listening to your show. I like your show. I listened to, I think, three or four episodes today. Uh, they're fucking easily digestible, so they're they're not like crazy long, and they're about interesting topics. You kind of have like a fucking, I don't know what the word for it is, but you kind of have like a Mr. Ballin thing going on where you guys like cover an interesting story and little aspects, but then you also have some degeneracy in there or like some pussy and dick jokes, which I enjoy mm -hmm. and appreciate. So that's yeah. the only reason you go. <laughs> yeah, I try to cover basically anything. Like my main gist is paranormal, true crime. And for some reason, I fell in love with urban legends and just the way that those stories are all passed down. Like my favorite one so far that I did was on the Kuchisaki Ono. And I listen to that one. Yeah, that's it's just crazy how different cultures have their different urban legends. And I love learning about their version of you know so does she ever smash like is there any because you were talking about it so so for anybody that's not familiar with this story it's uh i don't remember how she died originally right but it's it's a ghost of a woman who got her face slashed so she got from here to here she's got the smiley right mm -hmm. yeah um and she appears to you as a sexy geisha girl and jesse Am I sexy? And you're like, do you you want to fuck me? And then you say, clearly, he's like, yeah, I, I want to see that thing. Is it sideways? I've heard that. I don't know. Um, so then you you say this to this beautiful geisha woman, and then she shows you her real face. It's all fucked up. And then she asks you again, am I sexy? And if you say no, <laughs> she killed your ass. Or if you if you like mm -hmm. kind of stumble on the question. So how many I beers know, in are we? Yeah, I, know, but, <laughs> I mean, yeah. come on. Come on. Let's see that dumper, Bay. Yeah. Uh, well, then, sorry, what was the name? It was Coochie Sucky Saki. Ono. Ono. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's a badass name. Yeah. It's that that urban legend was like all urban legends are like hard to research because that one they didn't say how she died, so I just assumed that she died from depression. Because that's so where did she live after she got all. Like all cut up, supposedly, or well, so what happened was this the main story that uh, most people most people believe is that she cheated, her husband was a samurai, she was unfaithful, cheated on him, and then he found out and he slashed her face and said, Who's gonna find you pretty now? and basically kicked her out of the house. So I'm assuming she probably got really depressed, committed suicide, and then she came back as this haunting omen to people. Yeah, crazy. What if you pass the test? 
What yeah, that's then? what I'm saying. Does she, does she smash? Have you heard any story <laughs> from this? That, like, she's like, all right. And then she gives you a crazy. Whatever. <laughs> well, it's thousands it's of years of, of sexual frustration pent up. <laughs> it's funny because it's either if you say, yes, you are pretty and you walk home, she might still come home and kill you or she just lets you be. And I've also like the newer versions of this story is you can throw this Japanese candy at her and run away. Or if you say pomade three times, because for some reason she fucking hates pomade, she will just run away from you. And it's also said in Japanese lore that demons can't go around corners or go up a flight of stairs. They can only go in a straight line. So I don't, I don't really know. There's a whole lot. I wish Weird there was hard and fast rules to demons like that. You all you had to do is go upstairs. It's like a chessboard. Right eh, 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 you're only allowed to move diagonal, my, my buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's fun, dude. Uh, so, I mean, she's almost, well, not quite. I was going to say she's almost like a succubus at this point. But she's like kind of like a siren. She's like kind of like fucking with you and she like appears sexy. Mm -hmm. And she kind of like lures you in with her beauty. And then she shows you a real face. It's almost like mm -hmm. a banshee. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. yeah you said yeah. samurai so this is like a, a japanese folklore from from what what period of time i think i traced it back to the 1600s i think it was like 1609 no wait i take that back i take that back it reappeared in the 1600s but i think it was around 492 ce but i could be wrong it was a long ass time ago when this CE. That's very secular of you, sir. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's some fascinating shit, buddy. You were telling me something. I, I don't know if you want to get to this now. I haven't heard your trail story. You were talking oh. about a trail story. Yeah, I, you're the fucking. You're the captain of this ship. Steer us where we're going, man. This the trail story is probably my. I tell it on every podcast I go on, just because. It is, it's it's a really good story. It's like basically straight from a movie. But the one thing that I am nervous about always telling this story is if somebody that's like goes there to cleanse the land because the demon at this trail knows that I talk about it and he tells me not to t like tell people this story. But I do it anyway. Really, yeah, yeah, I just don't really care. And so I'm afraid that if somebody goes there and tries to cleanse the land or where he's at, I feel like he's going to come straight for me and attach himself to me because he knows that I gave up his position. Just because... go around the corner, dude. You're good. Just oh, go upstairs. That's only in Japan, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's the only thing I'm kind of nervous about. But at the end of the day, I really don't. I don't think anybody's going to go there with after how I explain everything. And cause yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it I'm gets dark. I want to hear about this. Okay. Okay. So it was just, so it was right when I met my girlfriend and we were seeing each other, this was probably back in like February, March. Yeah. February. And one night it was Valentine's day and we were going out. Well, it was like a last minute Valentine's. She was like my last minute Valentine's just cause we just met each other. And we went to the Stone Arch Bridge in Minneapolis. And then we hung out there for a little bit. And then we're like, well, it's 
the night is still young. Like, what do you, what else do you want to do? And I was like, I know this trail that I used to walk around in like high school when I wasn't doing anything. I was just bored. I just go walk at this trail. I was like, we could go there and walk. And so we, that's a lot of trust you have, dude. You're a fucking brand new dude. She doesn't fucking know very well. It's nighttime, Valentine's Day. But hey, you want? It's go called Murder Trail. trail? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what's? You know what's funny? Like earlier, you must be charming or she's stupid. One or the other. The Black <laughs> Hatchet <laughs> Trail. Yeah. It's funny because I was. I told her not that night, or maybe no, maybe it was that night. I was just joking around with her. I was like, "Yeah, I have that Ted Bundy charisma." I mean, honestly, dude, you kind of give me the creeps. I would think you might want to fuck me and kill me. Maybe not me, but if I was like a young woman, I'd be like, this guy might want to. You, you kind of give me cannibal vibes. Just like, <laughs> but not in a bad way. Just like, I can see you eating a person. Anyways, so. It's very presumptuous of you, Nate. <laughs> yeah, did, she, did he want to eat me? I, I'm spicy. Well, that, like, just the female <laughs> version of you. Just... I thought it'd be good. It's, you it's think the... Ted Bundy would go after female Nate? Bunny, yeah, I think so, dude. I got legs, dude. Like I've done, like uh, I did Rocky Horror Picture Show. I won a costume contest once. I got up there, spread my ass, and shook my nuts on stage. Like I was a real fuck. I won first place and got a lollipop. That was the fucking prize. But whatever. <laughs> it's True the story. face. It's it's the face tattoo, isn't it? It's the. That, that, yeah, that, but also yeah. that like pale corpse skin. Well, see, my girlfriend. You go outside. Are you allowed to like see the sun? Well, I'm actually a vampire, according to my girlfriend yeah. and her best friend, because I like it cold and I like it dark. So, according to them, I'm a vampire. That tracks. All right. <laughs> but anyways, we get to this trail and we're walking. So we park, and then as you start walking into the trail, it goes down a hill and then it goes back up a hill. And we were going on the other side. We were going up that hill again, and my girlfriend dead stops in the middle of the trail and says, Hey, is there somebody up there on the trail? So I whip out my phone and I hit the flashlight and I was like, I was like, no, there is nobody up there. And she's like, well, there's a man and he's angry and he does not want us here. And she was like, I think we should just call it a night, go home and just leave him alone. I was like, okay, cool. So we start walking back. And she noticed this like little black blob that was like kind of like running through the snow and the weeds a little bit. And she looked at me and said, did you see that? I said, see what? And she's like, there was just this like dog that was running through the, through the woods. And I was like, no, I didn't see anything. And she's like, that's weird. And so we start walking back to the car. And as we walk back to the car, something grabs on her pant leg and she screams, I'm terrified. So I like jump and we just get in my car and then we drive off. And that was that I, after that, I dropped her off at home and I drove myself back to my house, went to bed, woke up the next morning and she started texting me that she started doing research on that trail. And she's like, Hey, this is the man that I saw last night. And she sent me the photo because it was, it was a picture of him on the like, on the website and she's like and this isn't the only paranormal experience that I, I guess has happened at this trail she also told me that his granddaughter when she went into the cellar she would feel stuff like grab her or brush by her and she said that there were paranormal things going on in that house 
And so we were like, okay, well, let's go to my local library or my city hall and figure out like what's going on with this trail. And so his name, the guy that she saw is Carl, by the way, his name's Carl. So answer him. Who are we talking about? Who? Anyways, keep going. <laughs> serial killer. Oh, huh. Sounds like an episode idea. Oh, but dude, you should definitely cover Carl Panzerum. Holy goddamn shit. I will. I will have to. I'm coming out with the serial killer episode tomorrow, and I'm so psyched about it. But so we go next day. We go to my library, and they say, we have nothing on that, like, park. Like, there's nothing on that trail. There's nothing on that park. And we're like, that's weird. That's a little weird. Why wouldn't you have anything on it? And she was like, go to the city hall, and they might have stuff on it. Go to the city hall nothing and now we're kind of tripping out we're like what happened at this trail and so the people at city hall pointed us to like the county like the county city hall the county whole county thing and we go there and she was like well we got there and we walked into it and walked into the library still had nothing so then we go to like the um like the county part of the city hall and once we get in there we were going to go to like the park and rec place because they had their own little office and we were going to talk to them about like hey what's going on with ritter farm park like we want to know and they were closed so these two sheriffs were like so what do you guys want to talk to them about and then we told them our story of like what happened up to up until this point the male sheriff was like, okay, whatever. And, but the female sheriff, she was like, okay, tell me more. And we were telling her what happened the day, like previously, like a few hours ago. And she was like, let me, let me do some digging. Let me do, help you guys out. So she brought out her phone and she's like, go to the national honor society in St. Paul. And then after that, go to this place in Hastings where you can look up the plot numbers. So the next day we go home because everything was closed. And the next day we go to the Na National Research Honor Society. And we find out that Carl, his name wasn't on the land. He didn't own it. It was his brother that owned it. And what happened was this farm had like 400 acres. It was huge. And we assumed that his brother bought it maybe because Carl didn't have enough money or anything to like be able to purchase it. And they split the land and his brother, we think got the, the South part of it and Carl got the North part of it. And we're doing some more digging. And on the website, it said that he had two younger daughters. Well, when we were digging into his name, we found out that he had two also had two younger sons that didn't mention him at all didn't mention them at all and so we're like that's weird why did they not mention the sons and we started digging a little bit more trying to find like an obituary a death certificate a birth date just anything him and his wife didn't have a birth date or death certificate or an obituary and we asked the lady at the national honor society like hey why don't they have this? And she told us it could be a number of reasons. They might not have a death certificate because they weren't baptized or they were just really awful in the community and did some awful things. 
that they just they wanted to erase them from their town's history so we're like that's kind of weird so we left there and we went to hastings to look at the plot number we get there we look up the plot number and we find out that it was owned, first bought in like the late 1800s and it was sold off in like 1906 to this guy named Gordon and his family. Well, we found out that Gordon died because of a aneurysm or heart failure. And then they sold the farm to Carl and his family. And then three, no, Carl and I think his wife, I think it was Carl and his wife, both of them died of heart failure. And then after that, the Ritters bought it and three of two of them died of an aneurysm and one of them died of heart failure. And then my city bought it and made it like this, you know, park for people to go to with their dogs and stuff like that. And it's been like that ever since. So that would have been like around, they sold it to the Ritters in like, the late 70s early 70s and then the Ritters sold it to my town around like the late early 90s around there and I was like that's really really weird so I started doing some more digging after we left there on like on like just the internet just trying to see if who else has died at this like farm because it was i was just really confused on why there and all of the deaths were like extremely similar so i knew it had to be something negative attached to this land so i started looking to see if anybody else has died on this land and i started talking to people at like bars or anything just to see what what they could come up if they knew anything well i could only trace it back to the late 80s where people have been dying on this farm um one guy died in 1981 because a drug deal went wrong got killed and his body got dumped at this farm and then in 2014 some of the students at my high school they were taking an ecology class and they found bones of a man that went missing from 2010 at this farm and then in 2022 or 2021 a dude committed suicide he shot himself in the head with a shotgun at that farm and then I asked my mom, I was like, why is there so many like deaths going on here? And she told me, she's like, this, these aren't the only ones people were committing suicide at this park since I was in high school. And she was in high school in like the mid nineties to like 2000. And I was like, that's weird. And for like this entire time, me and my girlfriend could not figure out like what happened, like what truly happened to Carl. So we were just like, well, we know he's there. Let's just go ask him. So we go to the park and we start walking and we see him. And this time, like we couldn't even talk to him. Cause like he showed his aura. my girlfriend, she can read auras. And sh he showed his aura to my girlfriend and it was red. It was just really powerful to her. And she basically like started getting really woozy and almost collapsed. And we had to walk back to my car. And as we were walking back to my car and we were pulling out um, there, it kind of comes by like this. 
this mobile home and there's like a gas station, a Perkins, a Cracker Barrel all around there. And we see like this, it's like 11 o'clock at night and the park's closed. There's not like nothing's open. And we see this black figure probably around like 5'10". And he was not wearing reflective gear like at all. And there's nothing he could have been walking to or like doing at that time of night. And she starts, she sees him first and she starts like tapping on like my door handle. And I was like, just paying attention to my speed. So I didn't really hear it. And then she grabbed my wrist. I looked up, I saw it. I screamed like a horror movie scream. And I just booked it through the mobile home. Cause it was like right on, it was like right after he was right after the turn a little bit. So I just went right. I took a right. And then I just went through the mobile home and I was like, that's it. Gave me a panic attack, but that was the least of what we, what was going to happen. So a week goes by and then we decide to go back and like, try to actually like get and provoke and try to get stuff out of Carl. So we go back there and he notices us right away and he starts shaking his head. Like he's disappointed in us that we're back. And, so you can see this apparition now? And, I can't see him. So, Only my girlfriend can. Okay. So she's seeing this thing and it's shaking his head at you guys? Mm-hmm. Like you dumb fucks are back here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we should have took his warning, but we didn't. And we started, we just, like, whatever. We can't get anything, anything out of him. This is just stupid. Why are we even here? So we go did back bring, to the did, What did you bring with you? Did you bring a Ouija board? Did you bring like a dildo? Like what, what kind of equipment did you have to talk we, to? <laughs> we, we bring, so I do have a Ouija board. I, when we go on our paranormal investigations, I bring it just to stir stuff up, just to see, you know, what can happen. But I don't use it. I just bring it as like, hey, I'm here kind of thing. And we do in my backpack, I do have salt and I do have candles just in, just in case. So we go Dude, back. I never to even our... thought about bringing salt, but I think that that's probably pretty important. I feel yeah. like I'd bring a so gun, what? even we, if you can't shoot a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's the one that's putting me all into this. Like she's like very, very protective of like when it comes to paranormal stuff. So like, she's like, did you bring the salt? Did you bring the candles? Or did you bring she like she makes me check all of the boxes just to make sure we're safe? That would be my wife too. Yeah, she keeps me organized and stuff. What I just, how do you do I the salt? Fly by the seat of my pants. What do you we do just, with the salt yeah, to protect if, yourself? If it gets crazy, to my knowledge, you fucking make a circle of salt. Yeah. And it's kind of mm -hmm. like how how supposedly a demon can't go around a corner. Well, mm -hmm. he can't mm -hmm. break the salt circle. Yeah. Does that mean if you like ran and it's hid a in a McDonald's or is like running into a McDonald's, like running into a church, like you could just hide from from demons because it's like covered in salt? I wish. I wish yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah, I think you're good. Like, uh, <laughs> but if it's a Jew demon, then oh, like, God. I think kosher <laughs> won't work because then they can get past it. You have to use like maybe pure sea salt or something. I don't know. It's got to have iodide in it. <laughs> so I don't know. You got to find out. You got to ask him if he's a Jew because maybe you can't use the kosher salt. What kind of salt do you use? Is there a particular salt that you use? I just use the you normal. Just use, like, iodine and shit. Just use yeah, Morton's? just yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I use. That's what we use. And we also wear. I'd evil blow eyes that away if I was a demon. I'd be like, you fucking brought Morton's. 
<laughs> Where's the garlic salt? Where's the Tony Chicharis? <laughs> and so we also wear evil eyes. My girlfriend, she practices Puerto Rican magic. She's she doesn't do dark magic or anything like that, but she does do Puerto Rican magic. And she... start before or after salt was used as a payment. I don't know. Do you know any lore about the salt? I do not. Mm. I haven't really. Has your girlfriend been on your show yet? You should probably bring her on to talk about this demon story. We we plan on starting. I plan on because I do four videos a week, which is a lot. But I plan on adding a fifth video here, probably within a month, where it's just going to be me and her talking about our experiences or doing like a true crime breakdown or anything paranormal related. So eventually, she will be on my channel. Yes. Word. You said okay, Puerto Rican bit. magic. Is that Santeria or is it something else? You know, that's a good question. I've never really asked her. I just, whatever she says. Is your I girl Puerto her. Rican? Yes. Okay, so she's a saucy Latina and shit? So she yes. was like talking shit to that fucking demon. She was like, oh, no, you fucking don't. <laughs> Surprisingly, she is very respectful when it comes to dead people. Because she gets real sassy with me real quick. But... Yeah. <laughs> but we make it to the car and we're just kind of relaxing for a minute taking a like a deep breath in and she looks up out the front of my window and says there is something right in front of your car and the bottom half of it is like a horse like it looks like a minotaur except the top half is more human and that's what she's describing to me. I can I can only see I can see sometimes and I can hear a little bit, but I'm not as good as she is. So when we go on these investigations and stuff like that, she is my eyes and ears and I ask all the questions. And she so just replies, just dropped a comment here and I thought it was a good one. She says that she sees him and she taps you. You scream and drive off, but go back there and see him when she sees him shaking his head. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Um, so like maybe this demon thinks you're a cuck. Like he's, <laughs> it's like, like, like your girlfriend sees this ghost. You're the one screaming and driving off. He's like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, it gets even, it gets, it gets even funnier. Trust me. And so she's, she's telling me this and I'm, she's like describing him to me. She's like, he's a, looks like a minotaur, except he's got more of a human upper torso and he's got black eyes. And from what I've heard from listening, how do you know this is Carl? It's like, not Carl. Carl was killed, but okay, that's what I was gonna ask. It was like, how the fuck do you know that this is Carl's? The no, so now no, she's no. seeing like a bull kind of guy, right? Yeah, yeah. He, Carl, we, and it'll um, it'll come up later again in the story with how many spirits we realized are there. So, and he's like looking at us, and she's like, "Hey, we, let's let's go home." And I was like, okay, cool. Cause I don't want to, in the beginning, I was like, I don't want to push it with her just because I get more ballsy because I am, I can't see things. So I start to, I want to stay longer. I want to go where everything's bad. And, but like it, like this demon terrifies her. So we leave. And as we leave, his voice comes through to her and says, you'll be back. And he's like, I know you'll be back. And so you got to you got to be careful. No, He's trying I, to get your girl. You know, I didn't even think about that. You'll be, back. You'll be back. 
I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even think about that until it was just brought up. But he could be. And so we didn't go back for a little bit just because we wanted to let Here's it your girlfriend right now, dude. She is. <laughs> I, she's I, just I, walking around the trail. I, I hope she's at the house. I haven't checked her location yet today, but I hope she's at the house. Just chilling with a fertility god. It's all cool. <laughs> and so we don't we don't go back for like a couple weeks just because we wanted everything to die down and just wait it out and then we're like well let's go to the south side of the park see if you know if he can cross over the highway and go over there and we go over there and it's maybe nine ten o'clock at night again and right as we enter i have this really creepy photo i will sh- i will send it to you guys and I'll show you. It is so eerie. And as we enter the fo- as we enter the park, I'm taking pictures and stuff like that. And we start heading down one of these trails. And right once we enter it, my girlfriend says something just growled at us. And I was like, "Oh, cool, whatever." Things growl at us all the time. I was like, "Let's just let's just keep going." She's like, okay, cool. Keep walking. And then she hears a little girl asking for her mom and she can't find her mom. She's like, mom, mom, where are you? And she's just doing it over and over again. And we kept walking. And then it like, you know, in like the horror movies where it's like the willow trees that are like hanging over the road as you drive through and it looks really majestic. Well, Imagine that just with a bunch of birch trees and they're just completely dead because it is still almost like still winter. Our winter here doesn't end up until like mid April. And so it's just this tunnel of like these dead birch trees that are just overlapping each other and we're walking and then she dead stops and she's like, there is somebody down there who does not want us here and is very, very upset that we're here. And he's walking towards us very, very quick. And I was like, okay, cool. So we turned around and we started walking away again. And then we started hearing more things growl at us and just kept happening. So at this point, you can start to hear this stuff too? I can, yeah. Because I've been, we've been doing it so much that I'm starting to like pick up on things or like I can feel if someone's behind me or like, like I'm start, I'm able to now be able to pick up on things. And we make it to my car, drive What's home. What's that called? Like a shared delusion where uh, if you're spending too much time with a schizo, you can catch it too. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Or, no? Yeah, 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 dude. Yeah, you could totally get sucked into uh, somebody else's delusion. Like if they have like a, a strong personality, then like, anyways, I'm not saying that, but it's just funny. It cracked me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they made a movie about it. It was fucking, it was a good one. I'll send it to you. I'll send you the name. And we get to my car, drive home, and then the next day we go to the the normal place where we usually find everything that's bad, and we start walking during the day. And we walked the probably like 50% of that trail before we had to turn back. And we are, as we enter the trail, I look to my left, and there is this like tree that had was either struck by lightning or burned down, but it's been dead for a really, really long time. And I look at the side of it and there's like this black, it's like black char. And I was like, that's kind of weird. Like it looks like someone just had a fire over there within the last couple nights. 
And I was like, but I won't pay attention to it too much. I will just, we'll just walk this trail, see if we can pick up on anything. So as we're walking, um, there are these two horses and they saw us and they were completely fine. And my girlfriend looked to, cause they were coming down on, we were on the right side of the path. They were on the left side and we got like halfway near them. And my girlfriend looked over to her right. And she's like, there's somebody over there watching us. And right when she said that the horses, both horses reared up and like started getting spooked. And then the, the ladies that were riding the horse, they apologized. They didn't mean to scare us. And we're like, it's what it's fine. It's whatever. And we kept walking and we got to this clearing and we saw this couple that was walking towards us and they were all like, they were in like hiking stuff and they were, you know, they'd been there for a little bit and they've probably been hiking there since the morning and get up to this clearing and we see them come to us. Now this part really spooked me. And as the husband was in front of the wife, and they were about to pass us but like 45 degrees behind me the wife just dead stops and she looks over at us and says don't go any farther and we're like what do you mean she's like do not go any farther and then her tone changed to like a more like not as aggressive tone and she was like there's there's a puddle up there my husband stepped in it and he has his like whole leg is wet. Well, we looked at his leg as she was talking and it wasn't wet. And <clears throat> the entire time that she's talking to us, I was like, is she real? Like, there's no way. Like, why would you have stopped 45 degrees behind me to tell me you'd have stopped directly in front of me and told me like, hey, there's a puddle up there. Don't go any farther. And so I was just spooked the entire time. And after that interaction, we get up to where this bend is, where the lady said that this puddle was at, and there was no puddle. Like it was just dry you ground. Going, you ignored this bitch. You're like, yeah, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, Birch, please. <laughs> <laughs> and we get to this turn, and there's no puddle. There's no snow. Like this was just. This was when the snow was almost melted, so the ground was still kind of wet and muddy. And there was no snow. And we don't know if she was talking about there because when we started walking again, like a hundred yards down the trail, there was like this, you know how when the snow is melting, there might be like a layer of ice or like snow on top. And then in the under it, there's like water. My girlfriend stepped in into something like that and got her whole leg wet. And we're like, why was she taught? Like there's where this puddle is. There was no bend. So like, was she talking about here or, or what? And my girlfriend's like, it's also well, an odd thing to fucking say too. Cause she could have warned you about a puddle, but she was like, don't go any further. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really, really weird. And so my girlfriend's like, my foot is fucking freezing. Like, can we turn around, please? I was like, sure. And as we turn around, all of a sudden my girlfriend starts getting pushed around and like, tripped by like entities that are just fucking with her and then she starts hearing like women arguing women screaming men yelling at each other just a whole lot of bad shit 
I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, dude. If I experienced this shit, I would never go hiking again. I would never go on another trail. Well, just not with her. <laughs> <laughs> so you think we would learn, but we plan on going back to that trail soon. So this is always the same trail. This is always the same trail. Is there no other trails in your town? <laughs> <laughs> there is, but this one is the most interesting to us. Okay. And as we're walking back and all of this, like she's getting pushed, tripped, and she's hearing all of the stuff. We make it back to where I, where that tree was. And I pointed it out. I was like, is that weird to you? And she's like, don't go over there. She's like, I have a really bad feeling about something over there. I was like, well, let me just go look, let me go check it out. So I veer off and I go to this. You tree. leave her by herself when she's like yeah. getting cold, and you're like, just hold up, bitch. I'm, I'm gonna keep going. Shival and chivalry, she's like, you? don't. And you're like, sit here. I'll be back. It, it <laughs> is the like, definition. Entities are pushing her around. And you're yeah. Like, hold up. It is okay, the right. It is the definition of chivalry at its finest. <laughs> so I I go to this tree, and I look at it. She's like, don't touch anything. Whatever is over there, do not touch it. I was like, okay, fine. I won't touch it. Gosh. And so I look at this tree and there's a hole in it. And around the tree, not like around the entire tree, but like around the front half of the tree, there are these campfire coals that have just looked like they have been there, like I said, for a couple days. Like somebody was just over here. And the funny, the weird thing is you can't camp, you cannot camp on this trail. It's only open from like 10 o'clock in the morning to 10 at night. Like you cannot. They actually no stop your hobos from like camping and stuff. Like you can, like normal people won't be allowed to camp places. But like I live in Portland, Oregon, near mm -hmm. Portland, Oregon. Hobos can camp wherever the fuck they want. They can literally take over a sidewalk and it's just theirs now. All you have to do is look belligerent like enough. And yeah, they won't, they won't bug you. It's my, funny. My because... beard is long enough. I just need. To have more like crumbs and like cigarette burns on my shirt <laughs> and you need like four or yeah, five no, jackets no, no, on right. in atlanta they took over a whole fucking forest i don't know if you guys ever heard about that like a hobo, hobo forest? forest that sounds awesome yeah yeah that sounds Dude, way scarier than a haunted forest. forest and there's and there's huge well, protests oh, there's, pro <laughs> there's, there's huge protests down there right now because the city of atlanta wants to take like this is this forest is huge but they have a lot of invasive species in this one spot like it's i think like <laughs> that's, that's what they're calling them now they're, they're calling the hobos <laughs> an invasive species right <laughs> and, they kind of are they destroy the environment it's it's pretty gnarly <laughs> do you guys have, have tent, they literally sorry go, do ahead, tent, go ahead do you have tent cities out in portland uh-huh the whole thing's a yeah, tent city too. Yeah, we Dude, Portland is notorious yeah. for this shit. I mean, like, Portland, ha it's, it's so bad that, like, well, they keep going back and forth. The city will decide that, like, hey, we, we're done with them. And so then they'll, like, wipe them all out and put them in these, like, like official tent cities. And they put them mm -hmm. in these, like, like they, like, put them on, like, an Indian reservation, basically, for hobos. Yeah. And then, and then they venture out and then they, and then they kind of like protect them. And like the cops aren't even allowed to like move their stuff half the time. I mean, I, I have like, a soft spot in my heart for hobos sometimes too, but it's kind of like, can you, can you not do it right here? Cause like, 
Anyway, I love I the know. idea of like a special reservation and they have like reservation police. So it would have to be hobo police that patrol their <laughs> own little hobo no, community. Yeah, manage themselves, police themselves. Dude, I'll tell you guys a quick little story from my childhood. I was probably 16 years old and we're walking down in like old town, like Eureka. We're near kind of like the Bay, but not like quite near the Bay. So this is Eureka, California, also a hobo hub, hardcore hobo hub. And we see like there's these thick ass bushes and we see a hole in it. And it kind of reminds me of, like Totoro. We're like this mystical little hole in the bushes. We're like, what's down there? Let's go check it out. So like we were like venturing through this little tunnel and, and we find ourselves in this like brand new crazy world, dude, where it's all like hobo shacks. And like these dudes, like it was legit as fuck, dude. They'd built forts out of pallets and like. It was elaborate and cool as shit. And it like, sounds cool. It really dude, it does dope. sound cool, man. It's just like an adult pillow fort with more disease. <laughs> well, well, we'll get to that. So we're walking around, <laughs> and it's dope, dude. Like, it's it's cool. Everybody has their own little village, too. Like, there's, like, little corners and this and that. Like, it's really fucking cool. And it's, like, kind of through a slough, and it's kind of through, like, like wetlands, kind of. So they, I'm imagining they, the movie Little Monsters when, when they go under the bed, and it's, like, this this huge yeah. landscape. Dude, it was, it was really like that, dude. But, like, they'd set up, like, pallet roads, like, so that you could get through. Like, they built, like, like trails. Like Is this all underground, or are we above ground now? It was above ground. It was just okay, hiding okay. behind these dense-ass bushes. They cleared it out and made a village in, the, in like, where you'd never know that it existed. <laughs> and, like, so we're hanging out, and, like, we're, like, trying to, like, score drugs or something. We were, like, 15, 16, so we're, like, like talking to these hobos. We, like, knocked on somebody's, like thing and talk to him and my buddy was like talking to this one homeless girl that was kind of cute definitely speed bumps that you know i mentioned a little popped up and like he like acquired a blowjob for 20 bucks so he went back into the thing and he was back there and i'm just looking around he's getting his dick sucked i'm just looking around there's no way i'm letting one of these people touch my dick dude i'm very protective of my penis and i don't want any weird diseases my buddy's a little fast and loose um and i'm walking around and then I and I don't know how I didn't notice this before, but the entire ground, uh, like every square inch, are those little orange caps from heroin needles. Here, mm. <laughs> hypodermic mm. needles. The entire ground. It's like I was like in a fucking field of poppies. Everything was so orange, and we didn't notice until we were in the middle of it. And then all of a sudden, there was like needles fucking everywhere, and you could not see them now. Now that you can see them, <laughs> and I was like, let's get fuck out of here and, and anyway so i grabbed my buddy after he was done and we got out of there and we didn't buy any we didn't score any fucking weed or anything off these people because i didn't want to be there for another second anyways i'm very sorry so dusty mcballs you have now abandoned your girlfriend <laughs> even though she's being harassed by demons and you're like pull up i'm gonna go investigate after she begged you not to okay now she's alone and scared by herself pick back up where we are okay so I see all this, like these, this charcoal. I was like, this is weird. So I go back and I said, Hey, there was a hole in the tree and there was a bunch of charcoal. Like somebody just lit a campfire around like the, like the base of the front of the tree. And she was like, that is really, really weird. And we're like, well, whatever. And we just kept, we walked back to the car and I had the bread idea. I was like, Hey, let's come back tonight and let's see if that demon is still here. And she's like, you're an asshole. She's like, perfect. (laughs) <laughs> she's like perfect okay whatever dude you guys are fucking made for each other she's an idiot and you're an asshole <laughs> <laughs> and so we go back to my house we just hang around for a little bit until 
10 o'clock comes, go back there and we see a bunch of like, we see deer in this area. And she was like, Hey, I just want to let you know, deer are like good omen. She's like, I was like, okay, cool. So maybe it's not going to be awful tonight. I was wrong. And we're sitting there. We're going to have to have you back on, but I want your girlfriend to come on too. Cause I need her to explain herself. (laughs) Keep going. Sorry. And, and so we're just waiting the car. Good five, 10, 15 minutes pass by and he shows up again and he's looking dead at us. Can you see him now? I can't. I I can't. And he tells me why in like in a little bit. And I'm sitting there and he starts like looking at us and my girlfriend tells me he's here and I decide to roll down my window and start talking to him. And I rolled down my window and I was like, so what happened to Carl? And he just ignored me. And I was like, are you responsible for all of the deaths that are happening at this like farm, like at this like trail? And he was like, I call all of them home. Everybody that dies here, I call them home. And then he looks at my girlfriend and he goes, it's time for you to come home. And so in my mind, I was like, hold up. In a past life, were you maybe into dark black magic and you just, you know, just don't remember it or anything like that? And she was like, possibly, but she's like, I'm not like that anymore. I go, I know, obviously, otherwise this shit would be a lot worse. And I'm like, so I was like, I just asked him, I was like, are you a demon? And he goes, wouldn't you like to know? And That's then I asked you a question. God damn it. <laughs> this guy, the, the, the ghost is also Puerto Rican at this point. <laughs> He's being, <soft. laughs> He's being yeah, fucking sassy. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, bitch? <laughs> uh. <laughs> and so I was like, do you know my full name? And he said my entire full name. And Dusty I was like, how do you make balls? <laughs> <laughs> and I asked him, I was like, how do you know that? And he goes, I'm all knowing. And then I had we had started talking to him some more about, you know, I forgot what I was saying because this happened so long ago that like, this is why sometimes I need my girlfriend here. So she can like, cause she has a really good memory and she can be like, Hey, this is what also you asked. Where's she at? Bring her over. (laughs) (laughs) And so she was, so she was like, we were talking back and forth, which is weird. This is like, I know everybody's paranormal experiences are different from one another but from what i've listened to on other people's podcasts and from what other people say they don't really have full-blown conversations with spirits where i can like my great-grandpa who passed away when i was two he'll just randomly pop up into my room and we'll have a full-blown conversation for like an hour and a half and then he'll get bored and leave or like we have three children that are just somehow this is weird. This is also another weird tangent. And they just follow us everywhere we go. And my girlfriend, she can see him. I can only see blips of them sometimes. And she's like, I was like, do they look like us? And she's like, Phil, because they have names, Danny, Phil, and Susie. And Phil looks like me, she says. And then Danny looks like both of us put together. And then Susie looks more like my girlfriend. And we have this protection slash fertility deity that protects us that was sent by her grandma who passed away. 
And one day it just popped into my head that I was like, do you think that maybe these three kids are like our future children? We just haven't like, you know, been able to have them yet. And she's like, I don't know. I was like, well, ask Birdie because that's what we call her. I was like, ask Birdie. And she was on the way home. She's like, why do you keep bringing us these kids? And she's like, do you not listen to your boyfriend at all? She's like, she was like, remember what he said? And she's like, oh, okay. So we think that we are surrounded by our, our future three children. That's interesting, dude. I kind of like that. That's fascinating. Do you ever get offended when your grandpa gets bored of you and leaves? I get (laughs) you're talking to him. He's like, all right. I get offended. <laughs> I get offended when he doesn't say goodbye. <laughs> I'll start. I'll ask a question and then I will get no response. And I'm like, is he here? And she's like, no, he left like ten minutes ago. Like, why didn't anybody tell me that he's not here? So I do get mad when he doesn't tell me goodbye. And he also told me like the last time I talked to him because it's been a couple months. <laughs> I was like, he first. The first thing he does when he comes in. He's like, you fucked up your face with that tattoo. I was like, good to see you too. It's been a few months. Where have you been? And he's like, I've been around. I said, really? You don't want to stop and talk to your favorite grandson anymore? He's like, no, I just got back from my favorite grandson's house. (laughs) That's why I'm here now. You're the pit stop. (laughs) I had to take a whiz. Yeah. (laughs) And is he a dick? Is he funny? Is he like he's tell like dad dad jokes? He's hilarious because he he will ask like if me and my girlfriend were sitting next to each other, he'd be like, so have you told her you loved her yet? I was like, grandpa, shut up. No, not yet. It's, we haven't reached that bridge yet. Okay. Just relax. I watched you humper last week. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> you were living in grandpa, Yeah. Do you ever have like your, how about the spirit of your kids? Do they ever come in and like, you're like, yeah, you're going to make me right now, dad. <laughs> See, <laughs> what a the turn funny- on. The funny thing is, is they call it wrestling. So they leave and we start to wrestle. But my, my great grandpa, when he first like started, like he, I guess he's been allegedly coming to me ever since, like I was like, ever since he passed away. But the first time we actually knew it was my great grandpa was right after we got done, you know, and he was literally in the corner watching us. Was he giving you tips? He's like, all right, son. Come on. <laughs> he he told me that I have a small ass, and I got that was the most that was literally the first thing he said to me. And then we watched Forrest Gump. Literally watched two and a half hours of it and just talked. That was it. It's not gay if you're a ghost. <laughs> well, I asked my girlfriend. I was like, "Is that weird?" Like, she's like, "No," because they don't they don't know that like I can see him sometimes. So they just stand there and sometimes they do this to remember what, what it's like, like to be your human. girlfriend's into older dudes and she's just sitting there watching grandpa like you're in the middle of this and you look out and see her and she's like making eye contact with the wall like, where are you what are you doing right now <laughs> and just like <laughs> i don't know how i would take that also I don't know like should... how does she like she's like all right kids leave the room we're gonna wrestle now like <laughs> well how does that conversations know. go because she, she can like, tell everybody to leave before well, she, it's funny because she can connect with them telepathically so she doesn't have to say anything she can just speak to him in her mind and it's just like well what the what, 
do they just know to leave? It's like, she doesn't tell me. She's like, they just, they just go. I was like, well, can I connect with them telepathically? And one day I tried and they made fun of me. Cause I got like the whole like star Wars force thing. Like, like that, like trying to talk. No, they just laughed at me. It was not cool. Funny, man. I mean, yeah. the chat's roasting you right now. Pretty good too. I, I bet. I bet. <laughs> and so as, as we, we're at the trail and we were having this conversation and he was like, he's like, I don't want you guys here. Leave now. And I was like, no, I don't want to leave yet. And I just had what I asked him in my head and I just forgot. But anyways, so it'll come back to me. So we left because I was like, well, I guess we'll be nice now and left. And then we got but where you were at. He was like, he looked at your girlfriend and goes, it's time to come home. But yeah, after he had said, like, all the people that died, he's like, I call them home. So he's basically, mm -hmm. like, looking at your girlfriend saying, like, I, and he's going to kill her and then have his way with her. <laughs> you know, that's I'm what not, I, I got didn't... from the story. What, like, what did that's you just what, that's, thing, that's how you would do it. <laughs> that's yeah. what I thought that thing <laughs> I didn't really connect the dots until you started. I mean, now it's all making like, sense. No. I have to like like all jokes aside. If you're seeing anything that looks close to a bull, you're talking a fertility god, and there's only one thing fertility gods are traditionally good at. So, and by good, I mean really like horribly good, I guess. But oh, I just had it again. Fuck. And so we leave. It's like home. The demon. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, and he, so we leave to go back home and I get the bright idea to like, Hey, let's go back there and let's use a Ouija board. And so we go back there and we asked him, we asked him that if we could use his Ouija board. And he was like, you can, but he's like, I'm not responsible for whatever happens to you and who was this? i'm sorry i missed it who was the guy that you're asking to use the ouija board the demon at the trail we went back home he the had ouija a board. fucking ouija board no no no, no, no. I'm sorry. I, I have the ouija board okay so we got back to my house i thought it was a bright idea to go back there and use the ouija board and my girlfriend's like yeah let's do it so we go back to the trail i asked him for permission if we could use the ouija board he said yes but i can't like whatever happens to you happens to you i have no control over it and the minotaur as, said this to you yeah and and you as, still pulled it out well i was about to until he said but if you do that thing over there that spirit over there he's ready to play with you guys and you know like the ranch rails like from yellowstone that have like the top rail the middle rail and the bottom rail and there's like no pickets in between it's just three rails well, it's it's though it's that kind of fencing. And according to my girlfriend, that spirit was sitting on the middle post swinging his legs. And I was like, no, not really going to do that. And then so I started just talking to my girlfriend for just a little bit, like five, ten it's minutes. It's funny where you make boundaries like <laughs> that was too much. Like this whole thing I, for me, I'd be like, anyways, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> and so i'm talking to my girlfriend and then like i see her peeking over 
my shoulder. I'm like, what is she looking at? And then she looks at me and says, by the way, that thing that was on the fence is five feet from your car. And I have my window down. And I was like, does a ghost care if your window's down? Probably not. But that was my like safety barrier for like, at the moment, I was like, this is going to keep me safe. It's it's like when you pull the cover over your head, it's like murderers can't get me now. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I'm I'm in the fire. Exactly. I mean, I'd had pocket salt on me. I'd be, <laughs> and so after that, I was like, yeah, we should probably, it's like midnight, 1230. I was like, let's just call it a day and go home. And we start going back home. And right as we leave. Jesse, do you have a day job? Because it sounds like you're just mm -hmm. free all the time. You're like, it's midnight in the park. Let's grab a Ouija board. Well, I, I do. I just suffer at work because I work 10 hours a day. I work at a metal shop. Like basically what I do is M&M and eight mile minus the wrapping. That's basically what I do. And I'm a machinist, dude. I think you make the metal and I turn them into parts. That's see that, yeah. that's actually we I run a CNC machine and we cut the parts out for like John Deere, Toro, Polaris, like those companies. And we ship I do them off. I do CNC machining as well. That's interesting. Yeah. So you you know how awful it is. Can I just mention oh, I you just it. said John Deere and we were talking about Deere. You said Toro as in Taurus and then what else what was the the third one Polaris, right? Mm -hmm. Dude, these oh, demons have It feels like you're playing with demons all day, man. Yeah. yeah. Buddy. <laughs> and so I work from there from like five o'clock in the morning to like three fifteen at night, and it's awful and I hate it just because it's so boring. But that's why I just suffer through work when this happens. And now as we were leaving the trail, have you ever seen the horror movie Smile? I have not. Well, you know, like the movie. Yes. You, yeah, you know the movie poster with the whole smile and everything. And she looks at me and she gives me that exact smile from that movie like Your girlfriend does yeah yeah and am i sexy like, now and you were like oh <laughs> shit <laughs> and i i look over at her and it feels like like my inner energy or like my inner aura like like rises up out of my body and like towers over her and this entire time I'm like this isn't my girlfriend who is this and then Literally after that happens, she just busts out into like a normal fucking conversation. Like nothing just happened while I'm shitting bricks, trying to keep my cool. And I didn't tell her anything. I let it like slide for like a week. I just didn't tell her. And so your girl got possessed by something and then tried to fuck you. Well, get this. After I told her what happened a week later, she was like, yeah, I don't remember that part. There was a part. And when we were at the trail that night that I blacked out, I was like, that's just wonderful. Just Would wonderful. Would be cheating if you fuck the demon inside of her? <laughs> you're, you're already going to the woods in the middle of the night to meet a guy named Carl, so you're halfway there. Alexandros, thank you. He says it's time. <laughs> <laughs> but after that day, I, you know, I thought, as I started before, I figured out it was a demon i thought maybe it was like an indian burial ground because there is the town over like 20 minutes west of where i'm at there is a reservation for the dakota that they you know that there's this bit massive casino that's all theirs this whole land that's all theirs and back in the day there was a general his name was general dodd and he lived 
a town over on the east side of where I'm at. And they named a highway after him. It's called Dodd Boulevard, and it runs all the way to Fort Snelling, which was the main base back in the day. And they think that the Dakota came from over by Shakopee, where the town is, and they killed General Dodd. So I think, I thought maybe that there happened to be an Indian burial ground over there or something related to Native American culture. But after I found out it was a demon, I was just like, no way. I mean, it might be, what what is demon? You know what I mean? Like, what yeah. is I and, mean, I'm sure he doesn't have your best interests in mind. No. But from our perspective, he seems like a demon, but. Is it part of woke culture, though? Is it like Native Americans aren't allowed to be demons now? Like, they all have to be, like, uh, like beneficial to nature or something? Dusty's thinking about the answer. Uh, I can yeah. tell you're, you're, you're Gen Z, aren't you? You got to definitely. Yeah. Youngster. Yeah. I he, hate. He doesn't want to get canceled. I know. <laughs> I just hate what really woke people piss me off, like royally piss me off. Have you seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the one that came out in 2022? No, <clears throat> which I is technically you- a movie about veganism. Was it, it? If you if you rewatch the movie, what they're doing is they're putting humans through the same process that the, you would put cattle through going through a slaughterhouse, and it was almost like a political statement by the original writers. Of like, if this is a horror movie, then take a look at what you're doing. The newest livestock. One? The I, I mean, the original too. one. So any remake yeah. of that is just it's the same story. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. That's I just thought, I just thought it was gore porn the entire time. <clears throat> I mean, if if you really like gore, you could just go to like a, a slaughterhouse, right? Yeah. Again, back as a kid, man. I, I love there was a slaughterhouse down the corner and I used oh to go hang out there all the time. <laughs> Jerk off again. <laughs> but you know, but like yeah, I mean I would buy all kinds of weird shit. This is when I was a youngster wanted to be a cook. It was before I even started cooking. They would send me home with like eyeballs and assholes and I would like take it home and I had a big old like cookbook and I and I'd make it. And yes, my sister called me Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, I was I was about to say <laughs> that. So yeah, I'm I'm glad someone else called you out on it. Hey. Ed Gein's has stayed over away from me. Mm. So we plan, well, me and my girlfriend plan on going to his grave in Wisconsin. You bust another Ouija board too? Y- yes, I want to. But that would be breaking one of the rules of using a Ouija board. But I don't really care. I didn't know there was rules. Yeah, I, you're not I supposed won't to touch one, dude. Not That's supposed to use it in a graveyard. Not supposed yeah. to use it in a graveyard. Not supposed to use it alone. You have to be like in the right mind. There is so, you have to close the portal after you use it. Yeah, it's, you always have to yeah. say goodbye. That's that's that yeah. one. Yeah, I'm not touching this thing. You gotta you gotta watch the Witchboard series from the '80s. They nail the rules. Hmm. What well, what did Ed Gein even do? Wasn't Ed Gein just like a weirdo that would dig up? I might be thinking about the wrong person. But was See, Ed, Ed Gein made those really nice lamps and wallets and stuff? And the yeah, but he wasn't killing people, right? Like he was just he was like uh, digging up corpses and making like sweet like. Like sweet stuff, right? Like you make a like Etsy. He had like a dope yeah, Etsy yeah. shop. <laughs> I mean, nowadays, honestly, like he'd have to do it the the right way. But there's all kinds of oddity markets out there. He would mm-hmm. make a killing, dude. He'd make a lot of money. I think he did end up killing a couple people though at the end, right? 
I think he. I think. He I. Yeah, I think he. I think he was cannibalistic, because I heard. I, I think it was him that got caught after he zombified someone. I think he like basically gave them a homemade lobotomy, and somehow they were able to escape, and they made it to the street, and they were able to flag somebody down. And I think that's how he got caught. Or I might be thinking of somebody else. That sounds he like Dahmer. Talking about someone else. Yeah, I don't. That sounds don't exactly like Dahmer. Is that what? Yeah, Dahmer? Okay. Was like doing yeah. That. yeah okay. Dahmer was crazy. Dahmer was a bad guy. Ed Gein was just misunderstood. I'm a <laughs> there. That's a that's a hill Nate's gonna die on. Yeah. Speaking of Jeffrey Dahmer, if you go there, you know, have you ever guys ever heard of the murderbilia websites where you can buy like. Oh, yeah. serial killer well there is i was able to find i didn't buy it although i wanted to but i didn't the there was a picture of jeffrey dahmer when he was like in handcuffs in the courtroom and it was allegedly signed by him that was going for like five thousand dollars yeah there, there's some of those there sites too though well they, they'll take like his appeal right like jeffrey dahmer's appeal and they'll shred it and they'll take like a little piece of the shred and put it in like a locket and then you buy the locket for like and they, they had like uh ted kaczynski's original mm. manifesto and they'll they'll turn it into like a trading card and stuff yeah capitalism also, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they also had like the btk case have you guys you guys have heard of that right mm-hmm. that shit baffles me like how why are you you have to be so stupid to like the way he got caught was like you fell into that trap like with no not even asking questions like that shit pissed me off when i watched the documentary he, it was like he got swindled by a nigerian prince but he was also like seen as some kind of mastermind killer but then i, I mean didn't he just i i might be completely wrong but i thought he was just like writing fucking he was like writing a manifesto sort of thing and he like sent it in but he but I guess after like 9-11 or some fucking shit happened, right? Uh, like every single printer like puts a little secret fucking like tag on it, right? And so like you can fucking, let's say I like wrote a fucking ransom note and I printed it. like your Theoretically. Printer, yeah, <laughs> I definitely don't have a few. <laughs> uh, but your printer tells on you. It like give, it makes a little like watermark on it that's invisible to the eye. And I thought that's how he got caught. Like it was through his printer because it was like a very specific printer. He was using his church's printer, right? And is that how he got busted or what I, I, What actually happened? I think, I can't remember if that was it or if it was a floppy disk that got him in trouble. I know a floppy disk had a play in him getting caught, but I can't fully remember. Because I know he came back after he did his murder spree, he came back out in the early 2000s i think and he just randomly one day wrote a ransom note or about like the murders that he committed years ago and then he started to commit a few of them and then like he was just talking with the cops and he sent them a floppy disk and then it was like in the back seat of like a pickup truck in a cereal box in the bed of the pickup truck and they were just somehow able to trace it all the way back to him working. I don't know if he was a minister or a priest. He had some sort of power. He was a the, deacon. He was a was deacon, he a deacon? At the church. So like, yeah. Yeah. Like an elder at the church. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking this up to see how he got caught. And th- this is wild. I never even heard this before, but it says that 
part of the reason he got caught is because he sent a box to a news channel in Wichita, Kansas, that included a Barbie doll acting out the murders. That's pretty wild. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. I hope, he, I hope there's a, like a deleted scene in the new Barbie movie with that part. <laughs> that would be so funny. And speaking of like, you know, ch- children, not really children's toys, but did you guys know that Disney world got most of their princesses, like the inspiration for their princesses from brothers Grimm? Oh yeah. I just found that out like a few months ago. I mean, ago. that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Dude, Bro- Brothers Grimm is a is a whole tangent because you can make a I mean, I can make a very strong argument that the Brothers Grimm single-handedly reinvigorated German nationalism prior to World War 1 and then Disney starts perpetuating that in the 30s and 40s and it basically without the Brothers Grimm then being inherited by Disney we wouldn't even know like 90% of all of these old folklore stories mm-hmm. and, and a large majority of them are Germanic. So a lot of what we consider like American culture is really Germanic culture. It's, it's a wild rabbit hole when you start going down that brother's rim thing. Yeah. I haven't really looked fully into them. I just know that like there are stories that they made about the princesses and then how Disney took it. I was like, God damn Disney. I feel like a lot of people don't even know that either. Oh yeah, yeah. I do a in a series called Occult Disney with uh, with my friend Matt uh, Komiji's in Japan, and we cover a bunch of those. And the mo- the wildest one I think is Sleeping, yeah, Sleeping Beauty, because that story dates back. I think the oldest out of any of them, and it and it used to be a girl that pricks her finger on like a flaxseed, mm-hmm. and then that turns into gets poisoned by flax and then it can turns back into like pricks her finger and that becomes the poison it's like takes this weird mutating story and then yeah disney dude disney like owns all of that now gross Mm -hmm. flaxseed yeah it's disgusting it makes like is this something you can prick your finger on no i don't know how she did that i think it's bullshit (laughs) (laughs) idiot (laughs) but yeah, it's just and oh, I just had in my head another thing. Fuck, what was it? You were talking about Disney princesses and brothers. Yeah. Grimm. Oh, I just had it. And then we were talking about BTK right before that. We were talking about BTK. Were you going to talk about some serial killer? We can talk about some serial killers. Well, I'm I'm kind of curious, man. You kind of left us on like a uh, like a cliffhanger. Whatever happened with this Minotaur? The, well, we after that night, after that smile, and after. She told me she blacked out. Um, we haven't gone back since, and it's been a few months. But we plan on going back just because some of the things that he said were a little, like, unnerving. And a lot of people think that, like, because a lot of people base their whole demon possessions off of, you know, mainstream media and, like, what happens, you know, in that aspect. It's not at, It's not like that at all. They can just... If they feel like entering inside of you, they just can. And the whole attachment thing, that's, see, that's what kind of pisses me off about the Warrens is just because they're kind of bullshit on what they pushed and everything that they did. And just them. people and myself. I mean, of course, I know everything. 
Who the fuck are the Warrens? Who are we talking about? <laughs> Ed and Lorraine Warren from Amityville, The Conjuring 1, 2, 3, Annabelle, all of that. They aren't, they're kind of a mini cult. You're talking about the, the real people that the, the Amityville horror is based on? Yeah, the real people. Which, by the way, is the same county, Babylon, New York, as this latest serial killer is from. Really? Yeah, Amityville. That's Yeah, it's in Babylon, New York. That's interesting. I didn't even know serial killers were still a thing until I came Dude, the, across the thing. The amount of serial killers that come from Long Island in particular is crazy. Like, there's something mm-hmm. in the water. The, the water, <laughs> you should say. <laughs> There's one suspected in Portland right now, dude. It's pretty interesting. There's like some ladies I think that are going missing. A few years ago, in a few years ago in Minneapolis, there it was right once I moved down to Atlanta. So I didn't. My family told me about it, and there was a serial killer that was out here. I don't know. I haven't heard anything on it. This is just hearsay, but I heard from people, and I didn't look it up on the news because i didn't really care about it at the time so i'm gonna have to look into it now but there was this guy that was going around killing people and he was like you know like the spike fencing that are like at gothic houses he was decapitating them and putting their heads on those spike fences that's cool send the message yeah if you're gonna do it that's a good spot yeah you don't gotta ask twice about what that one means (laughs) and it was funny because there was one after one of his victims the next morning uh, it was like six o'clock in the morning this jogger was going out for a run and noticed it imagine starting your day off with that just i mean there was there were some periods in time when a lot of people probably did start their day out exactly like that yeah but yeah no i think the warrens are complete like they're from my research and me my for me and my girlfriend researching it we found out that um ed got a 15 year old pregnant made her get an abortion because they didn't want it coming back on them and ruining their reputation they pushed that amityville was real and turns out it was actually a hoax and then the whole enfield poltergeist that the conjuring 2 is based off of they didn't even help out they were there for they arrived there one day knocked on the door and they were only there for a couple of hours before they were forced to be kicked out off the property because they were unwanted and when they were writing their books and everything on people's experiences they forced the authors to just make it make sense if you have to make shit up just make it up like who cares and then this is this is really interesting because ed died i think in 2009 i could be wrong but i think it was 2009 and lorraine was on the set for every conjuring universe movie that was out there well specifically the main ones and she made everybody on set the directors the writers the actors she made them all sign an nda that in this movie they can't portray sexual abuse sexual assaults physical abuse because it also came out that ed used to beat lorraine and a lot of people now are starting to realize that annabelle is might be fake like it might not have anything attached to it 
because the priests that blessed the house where the doc, where the nurses stayed at and the priest that would go and bless the house when they took Annabelle back to their home, they never came out and said anything about the movies or their role. And allegedly one day these, this couple was going to the occult museum and they made fun of Annabelle and on their way home, they got into a car accident. Well, they're on a motorcycle and they smashed straight into a tree. The boyfriend died and the girl barely made it out. They never came out about anything about the movies. And most of the movies that they released in the conjuring universe always had a lawsuit against them for flipping the story. It's not accurate, but then again, that could also be, maybe people were just a little money hungry. So that one's kind of wishy-washy, but yeah, they have all of this stuff that's coming out about them. That's interesting, man. I'm not even uh, super familiar with the story. I remember watching the Amityville horror, uh, like the old movie that was that like made in the eighties or seventies. Like it seemed pretty fucking mm-hmm. old. To me. I think it was 79. Uh, and that was an out. interesting movie. It was kind of scary. Like, I, I mm-hmm. mean, I have vague memories of this and I was probably stoned off my ass. I watched so many movies when I was like so many horror movies when I was stoned. The, the book is pretty creepy too. I don't, I'm trying to remember what the name of the book was that, that a lot of that was based on. Well, it's, it's weird because the family that moved in and allegedly had those paranormal experiences and moved out after like 24 days or something like that. Every family that has moved into that house reported nothing there is no paranormal like anything paranormal going on here so interesting they might be skits like you and your girlfriend too probably (laughs) i guess the the book was just called the amityville horror yeah 1977 and then they started making movies on it two years later Mm -hmm. bro you we need a follow-up you need to go back you need to bust out the ouija board you probably should live stream this I should probably live stream this if you get coverage, like cell phone coverage out mm-hmm. in the middle of this fucking park, right where there was that little weirdo swinging his legs. Yeah. And, I should go, I should go befriend him is what I should do. We should just be best friends. I have this weird like thing that I want to do. I want to make a demon my bitch just to see if it's possible, but I don't think it's ever gonna be possible. It might be possible, dude. But like, what if you fuck up? Like, I like because you're not gonna get it your first try. Like this totally seems- you don't know, but dude, beginner's luck is a real thing. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know how dope it would be to just walk around in public and like if somebody makes fun of you, you could just look at your demon and be like sick him and he just goes and fucking attacks the person. Like that'd be so dope. I mean, this is kind of like what I think uh like alchemists have been trying to do forever, right? Mm-hmm. And it is oh, oh this is almost too like uh like sounds like the gin too, like people trying to control the gin and trying to get them to do things for well, them. Well, not yeah, not just here we go. Uh, well, we, I love it. Thank you, Five uh, Five Leaf Clover. Solomon right. had a stable. That's true, man. He had his demons ready. And mm-hmm. and there was like a Franciscan friars or something that also were summoning. They said they weren't demons, or or if they were demons, it wasn't an affront to God because there's some places in the Bible where they say that Jesus cast out the demons, and if Jesus is allowed to command demons to do things then by that logic, these priests are allowed to command demons to, like, go clean out the stables or something. Dusty McBalls, I kind of, I mean, 
this will just be my little warning to you. I kind of think that this always ends badly, but this might mm-hmm. also be entertaining. <laughs> so maybe if you do this live stream, it. I yeah, <laughs> you're gonna probably see me get fucking possessed and become extremely feral and run off in the woods naked as fuck. Think just of the views, there. bro. We can. I might, I'm, I'm looking right now on the Amityville Horror Wikipedia page. That it's like 30 plus movies. I mean, dude. Uh, my girl yeah. Cherie, this guy is just so irreverent and irresponsible, in my opinion. Yes, Cherie, yes, he is. And I'm I mean, so was Evil Knievel, <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's it's fun, it's fun. Like, at least we're not okay. So, there's this place that's haunted that's like 30 was minutes. Did your grandpa ever talk about your neck tattoo, too? Is he like, no, just this one? This one bothers him, yeah. Yeah, That'll but now my family doesn't like when I say I'm gonna do something, now they believe me that I'm actually gonna do it. So I believe you too, Dusty McBalls. <laughs> but there's this like old rundown mill in like the north side of Minneapolis, and it's abandoned, like you can't go in there, and for some fucking reason, ever since so this it went abandoned probably in like the 80s. But ever since like 2004, for some fucking reason, dumbass college students want to go to the 10th floor they're just drawn going to the 10th floor with whatever negative entity that lives there and Can it not get upstairs how did it get there to begin with i don't maybe it just died up there and it's, up it's there stuck. so yeah. maybe it can't get downstairs and it's that, only up there yeah hmm. that could be it okay and for some reason these dumbass college students love to go to the 10th floor and every person that goes to the 10th floor either dies or snaps their legs like we went there one night and a week later um we found out in the news that a dude went there by himself somehow got in because this place is like impenetrable like it is hard i went there with bolt cutters and tried to break in and i couldn't get in there i'm gonna break my legs tonight (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i don't know how he got in there but he somehow got in and he decided to go to the 10th floor he fell through the elevator shaft and snapped both of his legs. Hell yeah. That's a fucking story. Mm-hmm. I love it. So are you now testing fate, Dusty McBalls? <laughs> are you trying to get I like where this is going? We did. So one time we did test fate pretty bad. And there's a legend that there's this witch, there's this graveyard, like in the middle of nowhere where a witch was allegedly born or not born, buried. She wasn't born in the graveyard, but buried. And she was buried with the axe that decapitated her. And if you jump over her grave, you get like, you die within three days, kind of like some ring type shit. And we went there. And as we were leaving, me and my girlfriend both got scratched. I got one on the side of my neck. Yeah. I mean, we're still here. So we didn't, you know, we got scratched, but we didn't die. Thankfully. Well, not yet. This could be like some Final Destination shit too. Okay. That might be yeah. too. That might be too open of a reference at this point. But Final Destination is where like a bunch of young kids avert death by like canceling a plane ticket at the last second or like swerving out of the way of a car, but then death is just following them around for like the rest of their lives. I forced my mom to watch all of them with me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> The the one scene with the fucking rock through the at the barbershop through the rock and it smokes the girl in the face. <laughs> uh-uh. 
that one did a number on me. I don't know why just that one, but that one was like, no. I'm a sucker for the log scene just because everyone's been behind a semi with like some loosely packed mm -hmm. crap on the back and known that people die this way, you know? Mm -hmm. One of the weirdest deaths that I covered in one of my episodes was this lady that fell like i feel this would be an awful way to die but if you got to heaven and like this was explained to you i would be shocked like she fell into like a molten vat of like caramel and like burned alive like for me that would be the most awful way to go and especially since i work in like a machinery kind of area i've oh i was paranoid for a week after hearing that after doing my research on it yeah, that was a fascinating one. That was in Japan, right? That was in Russia. The one in Japan was with the rate. What is it? Fuck. The radiation place where they make uranium and stuff like that. Yeah, that was I interesting. Completely, yeah. I don't know how he lived for 83 days. That shit baffles me still. You think he had superpowers for part of that time and they just don't want to tell anyone about it? Probably he that from what was said, he did look like a skinned chicken going in there. That it doesn't sound like a great trade off, but <laughs> I mean, it really depends on what powers you have. What if you had powers, but you were in excruciating pain all the time, but you're basically Superman? Would you take it? Mm. Mm, no. Yeah, I don't think Superman gets to take a day off either. That sounds like a horrible job. Yeah. I just watched Smallville. Just finished it for like, this is my first time ever watching it. So <clears> like, my Superman knowledge right now is just like, still little, not a whole lot, but it was entertaining. I think any fucking show from the CW is pretty gay. Isn't that small? <laughs> except, you know what? I loved and I watched, all, I think, every episode, except maybe the final season of Supernatural. That was a fucking great show, man. I loved I never, that show. It I was never, really not that great, but whatever. I loved it, dude. Smallville, I mean, Smallville was great, and so was this, the Wall of Weird, where like the, the chick that got sent to jail was the conspiracy theorist of that show. I didn't see that one. We, we, we mean You're trying to, to tell one. me that Smallville is better than Supernatural. Small Smallville, that what was her name? Allison Mack. She's the one that went to jail oh, for the, the Nexium cult. Yeah. The Nexium cult. Well, in Smallville, she is the paranormal research investigator. Like she is oh. that archetype throughout the entire show, and she's got this wall of weird, and she writes for like the high school newspaper or something. But she is like what you are, Dusty. Like she's yeah. that person in in the world of Smallville. I thought Wall World was like a different TV show for a second, and then it clicked with me after you started explaining it more. I was like, oh, God. But yeah. That was an interesting lady in an inter interesting case. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think about the Nexium cult? I think it's funny as fuck. I think all sex cults are funny. I don't think you can have a cult without it being a sex cult. Like, there's, like, on a very serious level, once you get to the very height of the cult, it seems like that's always the goal. It's always going to be a dude, and he's always going to be like, "All right, now I gotta, I gotta bang my pick of the litter." 
I will say every cult. The one cult that I can think of that is not like that. So maybe Heaven's Gate. Yeah, Heaven's Gate. Yeah, he was an asexual. He's trying to get people to chop his nuts off. Yeah, but that one was the the inverse of that, and it was like if if I can't get laid, nobody's getting laid. So it was I don't know. I, I still put it in the same category. It was just like a reverse Uno version of a sex cult. What do we think is in the Kool-Aid? <laughs> I, I mean, technically, it was what cyanide, and it was mm-hmm. and it was fla- flavorade and Kool-Aid, I believe. Did you know that um, the Iceman? What is his name? Carl uh, the the mobster. Fucking... The mobster the that yeah, that was a hitman. He was a hitman mm-hmm. for the mob. He had a and... very very Polish last name, Kolikolikiski or something like that. But yeah, yeah, it was something like that. And he would just randomly he would he got involved with cyanide, and what he would do is he put it into a mist, and he would go and just spray it on pedestrians to see how it would react. Just a little Jesus juice. And then, and then the CIA was like, you're hired. We're gonna, we need to do this on a, on a bigger scale. Yes. I mean, that's if you think there's any difference between the mob and the CIA, dude. I think they're well, like one-on-one. They, one. they did work with each other for a while. They wanted to get... um, The government wanted to use the mob to get Castro, I think, if my memory serves me right. I mean, I'm not talking uh, shit about the mob, but I feel like they're kind of like the boomers at this point. Like, mm-hmm. I think like the cartel is got is like way more hardcore than the mob at this point. Yeah, I think like the mob is like they've made their money. They're like comfortable now. They're just like guidos that like tan too much and still wear like gold glasses and stuff and just want to like I don't know. They at this point, they're fat and happy. Like, I don't think they need to kill people anymore. Like, no, I think right now that they're on a hiatus and they're gonna pop back up within the next like 10 15 years or something like that i feel like they're going to reappear the world has changed too much and if they haven't been keeping up with it like i feel like the world is so like surveilled at this point that if they don't have hardcore like uh basically government allowing them to do what they do it's the same thing with the cartels dude Mm -hmm. like you think the cartels are like fucking gangsters like yeah they definitely are they're fucking psychos and shit but like the kids they're, are. <laughs> they're not getting any drugs into the country. I mean, they're not going to get the amount of drugs that they want into this country without mm-hmm. the government's help. I the government allows that shit. I saw this thing where it was this guy who used to be a drug mule for the mafia, not the mafia, for the cartel, and he said like more than half of the border patrol agents were making an extra $400,000 on their yearly salary being paid by the cartel so they could push drugs into the U.S. Not shocking at all. No. Also, if they say no, they're just going to get shot. Yeah. Well, and here in, in Florida and Clearwater, for the longest time, there's, I mean, there still is huge Scientology presence. And for a, a while, there was a controversy because the Church of Scientology was paying police officers more to moonlight for Scientology events than they were getting paid a salary by the state to do the same job. So there was this conflict of interest of like, you're not, you might not be arresting the people that are going to be hiring you later that same night uh, and then paying you three times your salary to do it. So, I mean, it's, and I was going to say too, when you say like, you know, the mafia is going to make a resurgence. I mean, that's where, that's where the Pelosi name came from. That's where the Kennedy 
name came from. I'd almost say that like the Clintons are just kind of like the newer version. They're like the yeah. the, the the yuppie scum version of the mafia kind of. I mean, that's what I say about there's no difference between the mafia and the government because they're one and the same. They act the same way. And so, mm -hmm. like, certain families uh, are allowed to, like the Kennedy family. They started out during Prohibition. They were fucking, like, alcohol runners. They were Irish gangsters. They were fucking psychos. And they, but they did such a good job, they established themselves into the WASP elite. And so they, mm -hmm. like, you know, it's like, if you if you do a good enough job, and, it, and it's hardcore because, like, so most of them won't make it, but if you do it just right, you play your cards just right, they can work their way into the elite's like structure. Like exactly like the Pelosi crime family, dude. Like, uh, what are those other ones? What are those Goomba morons that was who was the uh governor of New York? Thomas, what's what's his name? Oh. The one that had the sexual assault Bloom allegations. Bloomberg? No, 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 no. Go a governor, not mayor. His I'm brother was on CNN. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. The the, the Goomba brothers. <laughs> yeah, the Goomba brothers, dude. Like, uh, it's hard word of the sea. Uh, whatever. Fuck, fuck that family. Yeah, but fuck that family exactly. But his dad, I think, was a gangster too. I think like that whole family are like. Anyways, yeah, they established themselves mm -hmm. and they have an air of credibility about them eventually. But, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. Government mafia. What the fuck was I going to say? I don't even remember. God damn it. Cuomo. There we go. Cuomo, yeah. That was, gonna, Cuomo. that was gonna bug me. That fucking family, dude. Yeah. They're old time fucking gangsters, too. Well, that's how because JFK's dad, he needed to he was a part of the not I wouldn't say he was a part of the mob, but he was affiliated with the mob and he was able to have Chicago and Illinois swung in JFK's favor if JFK would lay off the mob. And what happened was that's that they were gonna do that. But Bobby Kennedy decided to go after the mob a few years later, and that's what got JFK killed. Maybe. I think that's what got JFK killed. But I think there was a lot of people that wanted him dead. Yeah. I'm not I'm not disputing that that was a factor, but I think the CIA also wanted him fucking dead. But again, yeah. CIA, mafia, one of the same. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Interesting shit. Interesting yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah. Dusty McBalls, this has been a fucking fun one, dude. You've been on here for an hour and a half. We got some other shit to do. And, dude, we appreciate you. This was a fucking fun one. Um, if anybody wants to hear more about your, like, demonic stories with your girlfriend and all that stuff, I, I encourage you to get your girl on the show and, like, really go hard and, like, do have some fucking fun because I think there's something interesting and fun in this. Um, yeah, man, this was a lot of fun. Why don't you tell our audience one more time uh, what's the name of your show, where can they find you, how can they support you, Dusty McBalls. You can find me on Instagram at the Rainy Day Horror Show, or if you want to get real personal with me, Dusty McBalls. And you can find <laughs> me on Spotify, Amazon, whatever. I'm basically on all of the fucking podcast streaming sites as the Rainy Day Horror Show. And yeah, that's basically it. I just want to, you know. Thanks for letting me on. I appreciate it. It was really fun. I enjoyed it. I always enjoy coming on and sharing the story. Just don't nobody go to the trail and try to shun this demon away because I don't want it to come attached to me. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, and if you are, if you do live in Minneapolis or Minnesota, I'm going to Crypticon in September. So stop by, say hi to me. 
Hell yeah, dude. I mean, at this point, like once you gather enough people and you start getting a little sweet audience, you should take a whole group of people down to that trail. I and think then, be a, and then charge them like off. 60 bucks a head. Yeah. Give them and like then, a Coke. And then pawn them off to the demon so he can have them. Perfect. I love that idea. <laughs> All right, man. This was fun. Thomas, what are you what are you uh promoting tonight? Uh actually if you check my YouTube channel out, Paranoid American, this Sunday I'm dropping an adrenochrome documentary. It's about 20 minutes long, although for YouTube it's going to be called Thrill Oxide Stone Cutters and MK Ultron because the the words Freemasonry, Adrenochrome and MK Ultra kept getting flagged on YouTube. They kept sending me nasty little warnings you can't even freemasonry i i had to well i i could say it but then it would give that stupid little blurb under the video that's like this video talks about freemasons and here's a link to the so and and dude even in order to do this documentary i couldn't have the word adrenochrome on the screen at any point so i had to go and blur the fucking word from like 80 different edits it took me forever but you can see the unedited version on Rockfin. Uh, it's a premium on Rockfin. You can see it on my Patreon. Or you can watch the edited version that is going to be on YouTube on Sunday. So that's the big one. Go check Thrill Oxide, Stone Cutters, and MK Ultron. I'm pretty sure if you search Thrill Oxide, it'll be the only video that pops up. And I'm going to make that a thing. So Thrill, Thrill Oxide is now the safe YouTube version. And, oh, and actually... On that same note, too, I've, I've been working on this website called occultdecode.com, and you can put in any naughty, bad social media word you want, and it'll give you, like, the friendly version. So, like, blood turns into grape juice, um, sexual assault turns into, like, an unfriendly hug. There's, like, all these different ways that you can, you know, it's, like, unalive. People say unalive on the true crime podcast instead of saying, like, murder or dead sometimes. So, yeah, if you ever need to figure out what the hell these guys are talking about, yeah, thank you, uh, Sherry. July 23rd at 2.20. Oh, wow, what a, what a coincidence. That was totally unintentional. <laughs> I love it, man. Uh, thank you both, gentlemen. This was a blast. Everybody go ch check out Dusty McBalls. He has some fun episodes on there. And everybody go check out uh, Oxide. God damn it. This is when my internet decides to shit the bed. <laughs> Anyways, I love everyone. Thank you guys. Have a good night. <laughs>